Welcome to the Lindsay Holder Podcast. Gain tips on how to run a successful small business, as well as how to keep yourself looking good while you do it. Here are your hosts, Lindsay Holder Reinhardt and Ashley Rinkin. Now we're in episode two of the Lindsay Holder Podcast. This is Ashley. This is Lindsay. All right. So we're getting back to where we left off in the last podcast of, all right, you've started a business. Now what? So we need to finish on continuing on how, you know, you've got your business. What do you do next? So my question is, you've got your dream of owning your business. How do you hold into it? And here's a bunch of specifics. So I just want to rattle them off really quick and then we'll go into detail with each line. All right. So now this is my very basic knowledge because you're the one that owns the business. This is just what I've seen you go through. So the things that I've seen are computer systems to keep track of orders, appointments, employee hours, clock in system, a business license, I've seen that you've needed lawyers. Lord, yes. Get yourself a lawyer. <laughs> First hire out. And an HR person. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was about to say the HR person. And a good and insurance agent. Top three. And then also, because you asked me a lot of advice, and a lot of times I'm like this, I don't know. Can you ask somebody else? A professional. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. But yeah, like a business mentor. And then obviously we have switched roles. I am in this serious role. I've got my glasses on. I got my spreadsheet. And Lizzie's like this. I'm like this. Get back to it. Oh. I, and then I don't feel like working a day. Let's go shopping over a walk. <laughs> yeah. And then employ one-on-one -on -one coaching, which it sounds like. You know what? That's because we had a big event last night and I've just been working around the clock and I'm just tired. So, oh, you were working. Is that when you told me to like leave? Cause you need to go out for that work birthday event with your husband. You're like, Ashley, you know, just clean up for me. I was like, sure. I would love to. Hey, you didn't see all the stuff I had to do before. No, listen, I have a great team and it was I couldn't do it without him. I really couldn't. But I am tired because I had an event and then I had to go straight to celebrate a birthday. And I had to, a lot of things that morning I had to deal with. And so we're up and going. So I'm excited about this podcast, but I am tired. You know what? No, that's not it. I just figured out why I'm in this way. People, I am on day two of keto. That is what it is. No sugar, no carbs. That's what it is. I'm like this. Are you on a kick? I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. Oh, you're in a focused mood. Focused. You're focused. I'm focused, but I'm also a little, no, it's not that. I'm a little, um, you know, witchy, a little bit. A little edgy. A little edgy. All right. So then business mentor, employee role scheduling, fairness in terms of hire, employee one-on-one -on -one coaching. So anyways, blah, blah, lots to go over. So let's just start with the first one because I feel like this is the one that I use all the time at the spa. What computer system do you use and how much does it cost per year? And how do you recommend someone finding a system that works for them? Well, first of all, the system depends on what type of businesses you have. I have a spa, so mine is client-based, and so I'm dealing with services and retail. So first you have to determine what are you using it for. So a medical practice is going to have a different system than I am, or a jewelry maker is going to have a different system than I am. Well, what's the name of your system? Tell them that. I currently use MindBody. Okay. I have used in the past, when I first started out, if you're like a solopreneur, it was called GenBook. That's another thing. If you're 
a solopreneur, you're going to need less than a business with employees. Oh, okay. Because you're just like a one person. Right. You just need less reporting. You need less functionality of the system. So I've used MindBody for years. It is an expensive system, but I think that, you know, a good system is going to be a little bit expensive. Oh, for sure. I was paying and I don't have my invoice in front of me. So I think I pay a little under 300 a month for it. I was paying $550, but I had a branded app and I took the branded app away. So now I think I'm back down to like a little bit over $300 a month. Now I also use them for my point of sale system. So they get a percentage after every single transaction. I combine mine. So a solopreneur may want to use Square. If you, you know, if you just need something really simple, there's a Square or anything or PayPal or whatever. But my body, the reason I wanted that is because everything's tied to their commission and you check the client out and it goes with their commission and we get the funds all in one. So for me, that system just worked really well. So it sounds like the two things you need to determine first is, are you going to have a team of employees or are you going to be a solopreneur? And then secondly, you need to evaluate your cost. What can you afford? What can you afford? Because I know when I first started off, I found one that was for free. Like I had the free version and then... Is that wrong? I mean, a free version? I would be like this. Oh, if it's free, it's going to not work very well. No, no, it was fine. It was the gen book one. That was fine. And then now this was years ago. And then I think I paid $20 a month or whatever. And that was fine. So like if you're start just starting out, you might just need to get something very basic just to get you started is what you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Very basic. Because as you grow, your costs grow. Just remember that. So you start off slow and even like mailing lists, everything, like everything that you go into, they're called tiers. You go up in a different tier level because you have more clients underneath. You have more service. So your tiers and tiers are going to go up as you grow. And that's going to be with everything. That's why they say your business costs grow as your business grows because everything is based on how much of the business that you have at that time. And how much you're expanding. I didn't think of it that. Every single thing from your insurance costs to your mailing system, to how much, you know, obviously your taxes, to your newsletter costs, to your subscription costs for the software, for the client base, like everything is based on how many clients and services and stuff like that. So just a FYI. Oh, that's a really good point. All right, so speaking of growing, let's talk about, cost and let's help all the listeners out there with their cost list. So a few things to get started just so they can have, you know, if you've got a pen or paper out there, just go ahead and start, you know, getting it out because Lindsay's going to give you some good information. But for example, a business license, rent if applicable, utilities, insurance costs, what else? Those are just some things that I just thought of. There's so many costs when that I didn't really think about when I first started. But did you make a list out though? Don't you think it's a good idea for them to make a list? I do think it's good. I think I just winged it. I'll just be completely honest. When I started, I thought, oh, how hard could this really be? And when I started my business, I had a job. I didn't just start a business and not have funds to fund it. Like my job helped fund the business. So, you know, I was able to pay for it because I paid for it with my job. There's no way my business at the beginning would have paid for all these costs. It's too expensive. It's way too expensive. Yeah. But then other people might be different where they have saved, 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 and they just want to start off with the get-go. 
you know? Yeah, that is true. So you'd want to determine your costs. You can definitely, of course, use our friend Google and have a complete list. Like maybe I should, should do that on like my website and have like a freebie or something. Yeah. Like, Hey, consider these costs. I'm just thinking if I had a dream and I wanted to open a bookstore or something like I would want my personality, I would want a list. I guess when I started, I was a little sticker shock because I had to go get, for instance, a business license. I didn't know that that would cost that much, you know, and then I had to get it's called a retail license just to sell the products. And then every year you've got to pay a certain amount of your sales for your taxes just to the city. In addition to all your other taxes, there's so many. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. So if I have X amount of sales that year, then I have to pay the city based on those sales. So that tax alone goes up. And then I had taxes even on your furniture and equipment. So like the chair that you're sitting in at the spa or whatever, that all adds up. So I have to pay taxes on that as well. So see, so that's important to know for people starting out because that would hit you and you're like this, oh my goodness. As up so fast. My first few years, I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't realize all these costs. And another thing is you're get, let's say you have retail sitting on the shelves at the end of the year. I try to get, that's why people go and have all these sales at the end of the year. Cause they're like, get rid of your inventory. Cause you're taxed on that. What's ever left over. Like I'm taxed if it's sitting on the shelf. I have to pay for that for the year. Got it. Yeah. So folks. What that tells me is for Christmas, I was like, oh my goodness, Lizzie, thank you so much for these products. And now I'm like, the, mm-hmm, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so anyway, yes, you definitely hit the nail on the head when you have to, of course, have rent factored in. That's kind of big, like, duh. And then utilities, you're going to have to figure out what those would normally be. And then your insurance costs, very important to get your insurance down and make sure that you have very good coverage on your insurance. Don't skimp that part. Please do not skimp that part. That's very important. You always know I've had to use it. That's so funny because that's something I would have thought, eh, because that protects the business and protects somebody from going after your home. Is that like what you're talking about? Yes, but you need to make sure with that, that you also have your business registered versus a sole proprietorship to where, so I'm an S corp. So I have my personal, my business, like this protected. You can't go after my personal because I'm an S corp. So you'd want to do that or like LLC or something like that. Make sure you, of course, advise your tax attorney, which would, you know, be best suited for your business. But that's really important. Okay. So that somebody can't take everything away from you. Yeah. You've worked so hard. Let's say they take your, a lot of your business stuff, but your insurance is there to help you. So don't skimp on that part. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. So talk to me about website because everything now is all about online. I mean, for example, I just told my husband, like my little daughter is like, oh, my feet hurt. You know, I need new shoes. I was like, okay, let's go by and get new shoes. I was busy. So I told my husband, I was like, hey, just run by Payless real quick. She's got school in the morning. Grab some shoes. He called me. He's like, Payless is gone. It's not here. Oh, I know. I can't believe that. It's crazy. Everything online is so huge. So speaking of online, talk to me about the website. Like, well, when you start out, you've got to get yourself out there and people are going to find your business via 
your website and social. And I definitely think social is a huge way to push your business and a free way that you can push your business. You know what I mean? But you do need a main site that people, even in these days, they still want to go to a website so they can get more information. I always love going to a website. Yeah, like your Instagram is great, but I get frustrated as a consumer when they just have an Instagram and then they don't have a website. Oh yeah, I totally don't have a website. Or they just have a Facebook page. And I'm like, I need more information. And I just want to read more, find more about the person, the product, the services, all that stuff. An example of that is there was a restaurant that we wanted to go to. We have been there, but I needed to look up their hours quick or something, whatever. And then they just had a Facebook page. It was so frustrating. I couldn't find it. And I went, I asked them last time, I was like, why don't you guys have a website? They're like, oh, we have a Facebook page. I'm like, that's not good enough. I needed to see pictures of the food, like inside the restaurant. Like I just wanted more. And they are from the north. So I wanted to hear their story. Like, why did they even come down here to the south? And it was so good. Like, how did they develop this recipe? You know what I mean? I just wanted more. So have a website. It helps with your branding. And it allows you the opportunity to give so much back to your clients. So now with the website, would you suggest somebody starting out, do you want them to get a web designer? Or do you want a free template? Would that be good enough? What do you think about that? So I built... This is years ago, but I built both my websites myself from WordPress. I did it very basic and I Googled and YouTubed everything. Oh, so you did it yourself. I did. I YouTube. Now I don't now, like I know how to do a page, do my post, upload. Cause you know, I have a lot of experience so I can actually do a lot of stuff. But when it comes to like, I redid my website a couple years ago, you know, I paid somebody at that point. First for, I could figure it out, but it's time consuming. And then now you're starting to deal with some major HTML coding and I didn't have time to learn all that. So my advice is you could either use a really simple one like Squarespace. I've never used Squarespace, but I heard that that's really easy to use. I have heard though that the SEO, the search engine optimization is not as good with Squarespace as WordPress. So if you really want that SEO, then use WordPress. WordPress is harder to learn than Squarespace. So it's like you're kind of like weighing. Oh, yeah, there's pros and cons with each. There's pros and cons to both. So you've got to figure out, okay, well, maybe I'll do WordPress, but I'll have somebody else do the work for me. Or no, I just need it out there really fast. I'll do Squarespace. I don't really need all that SEO. I just need like the pictures and be able to pop the stories in. There's different templates that you can use now and beautiful templates now that are awesome. So there's a few costs with websites. Of course, you have to have your hosting costs and your domain costs. And then it can get slightly more than that. I just had to pay, gosh, I just felt like I had to pay so much this year for both websites because I had to renew it. Then I had to have some security thing. And then the SSL certificates weren't included with one. And that's like a security thing for, yeah, because sometimes if you click on a website, it'll say this website is not secure. That's because they haven't oh. updated their SSL certificate. So you need to call your domain host. I was about to say, some is of that them charge for that. So okay. that was another fee. So I, now some of them are included and some are not. But when you say, oh, it's included, they included that cost. They what? They're not? Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> they included that cost. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, this one's cost included. And um, they just added it in there and added another total. So anyway, this year for me was quite expensive for both because I had the renewal and security and this. And then 
something else happened. I forgot I had to redirect something or whatever. Anyway, it was quite a bit, like more than several hundred dollars. Okay. So like when you're thinking a website, it's basically, it's marketing, it's like advertising. So it's not really free. It adds up. There's a very few things or they say, oh, this is free, but then... But it's not free because you're spending your time and then you've got to get all the security and stuff. So that's another thing. If you're writing stuff down, write down, there are going to be some costs. It's the little stuff that gets you. It is the little stuff that gets you. And a perfect example of that is I just rebranded. Oh, I love branding. I have to say the computer stuff and everything like that's always like, oh, except for my head. But my favorite part is branding. Yeah. And you just did this. And I love it because I feel like that's where people can get like really creative. You can show your personality with the colors and designs. Uh-huh. That's awesome, Ashley. But if you don't like, you said you don't like the technology and computer. No, I want somebody else to do it for me. Okay. Well, guess what I had to do last week? Okay. I rebranded, right? So I had to, of course... Like do my Instagram, which if you don't know, or by the time this comes out, it's already Lindsay Holder, but Lindsay was the savvy professional. And even I, who am like working all the time with her, Lindsay's like, go to my website. I'm like, wait, what's it again? Lindsay's like, oh, lindsayholder.com. And I was like, oh, and all this stuff. So yeah. I do think it's really going to be great for brands and stuff. And I met with a branding coach, Miss Brittany Hennessy. Hi, Brittany, you were awesome. And she really encouraged me to change everything to Lindsay Holder. So it's just easier for brand clarity too. But back to what I was saying is that you don't like the technology part, but a part of the branding was, you probably didn't even think about this. So I had to, like before I had like a Gmail account. Well, I wanted my emails to also look professional and have a drive associated with it. So I I did a G Suite drive. So you're going to pay for that monthly for the to reach me at the email address. And then also, because I just think that comes across more, I think, professional. You have the website name in your email address. So, oh, yeah. So you're saying you want everything consistent. Yeah. Now, you can get that a lot of times with the website purchase when you did it. But I opted to do a G Suite route just because I'm obsessed with the drive. I love it. I wanted everything in one place, email, docs, Google Sheets. I upload all my pictures there, my content. So for me, it worked really well. Then I am still, there's so many little things for rebranding that I just like, okay, let me just try to do one thing a day. Really? Like what? What think I have my Pinterest, my Facebook, my Twitter all my links, everything, my Amazon store. So on Sunday, I was on the phone with Amazon because I had to get the store, get the URL change. Then I had to verify the name. Then we had to switch the email out. There were like five or six things. And then we had to have it approved. So we had to submit the approval verification to the team that would approve it. And then, yeah. So then we have to redo the headers, like all this stuff for the Amazon page for my store. You know what I mean? And then guess what? Now the URL links with everybody has, it's not a professional anymore. It's the Lindsay Holder. Ooh. So if they were to click on it, it's like, this does not exist. So then you've got a, yeah, yeah. So then I had to go back and re-embed those in the website, all the posts. Like there's so much work. That's example. One thing. Now I have to redo Twitter. Then I have to do Pinterest. Now I have to do my Facebook page and I'm having issues with them verifying that. So what's your point is 
really think about that name before you put it up in lights and all over the place. Yeah. See if you truly absolutely love that because changing it is such a pain and all the articles that I've written, like I have to go and say, Hey, can you please change this Instagram link and your article and this name? It doesn't now it's not, you know, so anyway, it was a lot just to FYI when you rebrand, but so there's a lot of technology on the back end Cause I have to deal with all that stuff and like people. So I was on the phone with like G Suite getting that all together because we have an issue with that. <laughs> it's just a mess. But I try to do like one thing a day with that. But anyway, just to kind of get back to your cost, the website is tricky. I think you should have a graphic designer. So, and even if you can't afford it, honestly, I know we try to do it ourselves, but if you could try to get like a brand consultant of some sort or somebody that can give you like a package, there's more to it than you think. Cause you've got to have even your fonts, the type of font, the logo, the colors, the picture, so much. And if you're going to put this everywhere and the software to create that too, like, you know, you Photoshop or whatever it is. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, I don't even have Photoshop. Like I use Canva. There's limitations with that. So I have a VA that does a lot of my stuff. And so before that, I hired a graphic artist to design my logos. Or even if you have a friend that's a graphic artist, like it's just so detailed that you don't think your branding is huge. Like that's how people... Okay, maybe the branding is not my favorite thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I like yellow. That would be my brand color. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're stuck with those colors. They better be your favorite color. You have to be so detailed. You know what? It's like getting a tattoo. That's true. That's a good point. Don't you just pick up something. You know, it's like a tattoo all over the place that everybody's seeing. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So let's go back, continue on with the list. All right. So branding's covered, websites. Let's talk about the business license. You got to have a business license. How do you obtain it? Like, I would be like this. I don't know. Oh, well, you just go to your local city official. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That sounded a little condescending, but okay. But anyway, you can do that and you get all that set up. Also, not to take away from branding, but I just put in my notes here that just make sure because your social media icons, you even need to have like those created that look, you know, cute. So like all my social icons on my page are the same color. Like, because otherwise, if you do their social media icons, it's going to be their color, like Twitter will be blue, Instagram will be that, you know, their color. But if you want a brand, like all mine are green for Gantt Tan and for um, Lindsay Holder, they're all the pink color. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny because it's the one little thing that I never would have noticed. But if you hadn't have done it, I would have noticed. Yeah. And what if you want an avatar? No. What? Like an avatar for your website to be at the top of the URL. Those little tiny touches is when you talk about branding, unless you're like really know about branding, they'll guide you through that. So I just, I have that in my notes, just FYI. I just have to say, I am so 1980s. I'm like this, what? Oh, what? I don't know. <laughs> but I did want to tell you when you asked about your license and stuff, a good example, if hopefully your local city will have this, go to your like local small business administration or association. So when I first started off, I did go to my SBA and they had some free classes and I took those free classes. Oh, now that's a good idea. Yes. So I actually, they had insurance reps there. They had accounting reps. They had everything. So I, when I first started out, I believe that's when I met my first 
bookkeeper, I think. I'd have to write my brain. I think that's how I met her. And then insurance. And as you grow, like I have another, I have a team now of bookkeepers. So like it is a one company, but I have a team. Right. But it's such a great place that you can start. Like, I mean, if I were to start something, I'd be like this. I don't know a bookkeeper. No. So I went to, I utilize all the free resources that your local city and state offer you. And they can 100% guide you. They can help develop a plan. And they can really make a huge difference in the start of your business. And what if you had a, a free mentor? And usually they are retired business professionals who've had a very successful business, but they're no longer doing it. So they're giving back. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, that's something that I would do whenever I retire. I would love to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you know, you get excited, but you can... Because you're looking at these wide-eyed little does going, I'm so excited. And you're like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you're there to help to your like, well, listen, let's develop a plan, but they have time to develop a plan. A lot of people want these mentors that are already existing business owners. Hey, they're in the thick of their business. Yeah, they're busy. They're busy. Get the retired ones. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. One of my financial analysts, he was retired from his main job at a Fortune 500 company. So he now is a consultant. A lot of them then moved to consultants. And he's awesome because he now has the time, the freedom to choose who he wants to work with. And his time is, you know, it's not like he's doing his nine to five anymore. So he can can take on a few clients. And so it's just this dedicated that time that otherwise you would never have been able to afford him because he's with the fortune 500. Absolutely not. No. And he wouldn't have been able to listen to you because he's like, look, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. Yeah. So you really use your local small business association. They will, every state is different, like, but I'm sure every state has their own resources. I love that tip. That's such a great one. Exactly. So all right. So speaking of the resources and stuff, you have been in so many pickles. I mean, we ought to have a pickle jar. And <laughs> I mean, it's I just crazy. For my small business. It's I know it's crazy. There are some cuckoo birds out there, people. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> or I think also a lot of people just try to take advantage. Yeah, there's some cuckoo birds and some snakes. Yeah, there are. And so what you do need to do is, I know you mentioned with insurance to protect yourself, but you also, what do you think about having a lawyer? Okay. When you first start a business, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, there's three people that I think that you should immediately start to find and connect and develop a relationship. I'm going to say four. I think I'm going to move that to five. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Let's start with your insurance agent. First, protect your business right off the bat. So get your business protected day one. So whatever happens, you are covered. Build those costs in. And you've got to build these costs into your services too. So know all this cost. So when you're, it helps you set your services or cost of product, whatever, you got to build all this in. Second is an attorney. So you really want to start connecting with the attorney, develop the relationship with attorney. When you have an attorney, you're going to have to usually sign something from them saying, hey, these are my hourly rates. This is blah, blah, blah. And a really good attorney is usually no less than 250 an hour. And to find that attorney, is that something you would go to the state like you were just mentioning? To? It depends. Either you can network. Okay. So it's funny, actually, one of my clients was an attorney and then he had this huge law firm. And then I used one of his attorney at the law firm. And now that attorney is a judge. I mean, he was a good attorney. Guess what? I needed him. And you know what? When I walked into his office, when I needed him, 
he was at the front desk talking to his assistant about something and he looked up in the lobby and because you know he's a client of mine he looks up and he immediately was like you okay what do you need because he didn't know i was there because i was seeing his associate and he said we'll take care of you don't worry about it and it made me feel so good because i felt so taken care of and let me tell you they were rock stars he was awesome oh i bet because when you need a lawyer you are scared at that point well you just want help really quickly because you don't want to make a mistake and you need to jump fast you don't have this time to find a lawyer you need to have them in your phone i have them on my favorites okay i know what i can call you in two seconds anyway he became a judge so I was actually looking for another, obviously he's a judge. I was looking for another attorney of that. So I found one at a networking event. The attorneys hosted a women's networking event and I just really liked the group. So you interview them. Like I made sure that it's what I needed. And also you just mentioned something that I think is really important. You went to a networking event. You were always out there. Yep. Always out there. Going to the parties, going to the events, however much you're like this, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go to the hotel and blah, 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 blah. But you do it. Yeah. Well, then I wouldn't say parties. <laughs> I would say events, <laughs> you know, because there's usually a structure to it. And this one was a networking event. So it's work. Exactly. That's what I mean by that. So with this one, I found the attorneys were so gracious. I really like them. You gotta like them too. You know what I mean? And by the way, I know they're not a parte because people, guess who is always Lindsay's plus one? This one. Lindsay always tries to drum it up like this. Hey, would you like to go to this event, Ashley? I, mm, I heard they're serving some snacks. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, you're my comfort zone. So you just make me feel comfortable. Anyway, so that's a, that's a compliment to you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Get free snacks. Yeah, free snacks. Usually I'm like this. I'm ready for my dinner afterwards. <laughs> don't act like you don't get me back and ask me to go to your baby shower, your purse party, whatever you're getting invited to, your birthday party. No, I get you back because afterwards I'm like this. Where are you taking me to dinner? Okay. That's right, people. Don't act like this is free. It's free. What facial product can I have in facial? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm all of the motto. If you don't ask, you don't get. That is, yes. Ashley, you're not scared of asking. In fact, I'm like, you don't get to ask this yet. You need to know Anyway, so I found my attorney now through that way, and there's a process to it, meaning we had to sign an agreement. Sometimes they're on retainer, sometimes they're not. It just depends. You need to have that clarified. So anyway, that person is definitely on my speed dial, along with my insurance agent. And when you have those relationships developed, you're able to get to them pretty fast. Oh, that's true. They usually pick up my call immediately or I can text them and then they call me back immediately. And they already know who you are, not like, who's this Lindsay person? Yeah. We have a long running relationship going on. So they're really into my business and know my business. You don't want to just start when you need it. Get prepared this is you preparing for your business. This is you caring for your business in advance. 
Do you know what I, I mean? No, that's smart. That's I didn't think about creating that relationship. I don't mean it to compare it to like a child, but it's like, okay, your child's sick. Now you're trying to find a doctor. No. Why don't you find the doctor first, develop that relationship. Go to your annual checkups. Go up to and get that. Send them a Christmas card. <laughs> yeah. Get that developed like a pediatrician first. Do you know what I'm saying? That's smart. You know what? That's true because that's what I did before my son was ever born. I while I was pregnant, I already had the doctor and I met with the doctor so that then when I was coming in and I was like, why does he not stop crying? Then, you know, yeah. And then so that's a great analogy. The other person that I think that you should have is very important is an HR consultant. Okay. Now at the beginning too. Oh, hundred percent. Like, okay. Don't because you didn't have one right at the beginning. No, I didn't. And I wish I did. Because it was mom and dad and me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and that got you in a bunch of trouble. <laughs> well, it just gave me not trouble. I don't think that's the right word. What do you mean by that? Because I'm like this, you would be like asking dad and dad be like this. Well, just, you know, fire them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't think I can do that. I don't think that's the right answer. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What I mean by a consultant is a lot of businesses, obviously we can't hire a full-time HR person or even a part-time and you don't need them that much. You need them for certain situations and they can really help you develop. So it's an HR consultant. A consultant. So it's there when you need them and you pay them as you go. I love that. I love that. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. So like, what would you hire the HR consultant to do? So I hired mine for my handbook and all of my policies. Of course, you have a say-so in that. So they would give you the framework and then you go in and you enter your framework. And please don't do what I did. Like, Please do that at the very beginning. You need to develop your policies. Even if you don't have an employee yet, and that's your goal to grow, have them set at the beginning because what happens is when you get busy and you're ready for that next step to hire somebody, it's almost too late or it's going to really throw a wrench in your productivity because you're like, I don't have time to do a flipping handbook right now. Like I got to get all these orders out and do all this marketing. It's so disruptive. So get those all set from the beginning and all your policies and procedures because when you're growing I love that you're right because the last thing you're going to have time is to write a book and that's what you're doing you're writing a book yes that's what you're, you're writing a book because so I had to do that and I was like gosh I wish I had done this before and then also I did it after I had hired my first independent contractors, what a mess, because then they're like, can I have this day off? Can I do this? When I'm like, and I'm like, this doesn't, this is not working. Or even it comes down to like little stuff, which you would think, oh, that's so dumb and stupid, but it's actually not. Like, for example, everybody was wearing jeans. I loved wearing jeans. And then you're like this, mm, it doesn't look professional. I need everybody to wear black pants. Little stuff like that. You're like this. Yeah, but that's huge. So that's a great policy to like right from the beginning. No, okay, this is what I want you to wear. If that's important to you. If that's important to you, your HR person will help you with that. Also, they will help you with your hire kit and your, when you're letting somebody go too, they'll help you oh, with yes. that. Oh yes. Now remember back when you were saying, what was that bad advice that you were like saying about, and I will give you some, because I read somewhere and I thought it was being so helpful. And I was like this, when you hire somebody, you want to make sure they feel super special. So don't worry, Lens. 
I'm going to go by Party City and get a big bunch of balloons and a bunch of flowers and welcome them on that first day so they'll feel special. And you're like, oh my goodness, that is so over the top. Actually. I was like, but I just want them to feel special. You're like, <laughs> okay, well, you do need them to feel special. Yeah, but that was like, it's not their birthday. Yeah, I think balloons may be over the top a little bit. And no, it wasn't one balloon. I was going to get a bunch of balloons. Should we have like a person come in and sing to them like a little, welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> you made it, you made it. They'd be like this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, but I do have like a welcome little bag that has their shirt in it or a few shirts. You know, we go over the, and then I'll give them samples from the spa and I do curate a, like a little welcome thing for it. And usually sometimes it just depends. Sometimes we may go to lunch together that first day, but the first day is make it a little light. Anyway, that's off topic. We'll do that in HR. But my point is my HR person is there when I need her. And I call her a lot and she's actually about to come into my business and she's going to, she actually will review the revised handbook and policies with the team. So Ashley, you need to come in for your appointment next week. At a- <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. I already got my little appointment schedule. And I was like, this, what's this? <laughs> I'm a sister. Do I have to go? Yes. Yeah. But that's a part of it. But she handles that. So if you're able to, I would suggest that let your HR consultant Take that off your plate from the get-go. Let them handle that. It's not, well, it is it's uncomfortable, but also that's, they know the policies and stuff and you're having a third party do it. And it's just a better environment, I think. And one thing I told, they will also, if you need to, they will, if you have, unfortunately, if you have a fire, which, or let go, which you will, if you're in business long enough, take that emotionally off your plate. I did one. And I told my HR person, saw her last time. I said, why didn't I have you do that? I said, that was horrible for me. I'm very sensitive. I know that I'm a strong businesswoman, but it takes emotionally a toll when you let somebody go. I know that you have to make the decision. Okay, they're not the right fit for this position or this business. But that doesn't mean that it does not weigh so heavy on me. Like I get, well, you know how I am. Like I, for like probably 48, 72 hours, I'm a mess because I know that I have changed their life situation at that moment. Right. And also you're a human being. I mean, we spend more time with the people we work with than our family members. Thank you for saying that. So it is, it's hard. It's everybody's like, oh, it's business. Don't take it personal. But it's also like, it is. It's a breakup. And your feelings get hurt too. Like when they decide, oh, I want to, you know, leave. It's the same thing. You're like, yeah, it's a breakup. A breakup is a breakup. There's no difference between business, no matter who's doing it. So emotional it is still business and then also the team is like this what what happens and you've got to like you need your energy not to let that person go but to pick the team back up and let them know we're gonna be okay there's always that weird vibe like why would they leave or why they get fired yeah yeah they're like oh my goodness yeah see that's where you need to focus on anyway so hr person is and i'm gonna have her on the show so she is amazing Yeah, she is. Love her. So have the attorney, the insurance, HR person. A lot of people do not think to develop a relationship with their bank, but you really need to have that relationship. I have now. Yeah, you really want to go in there, meet the people. Like meet what people? When you say, I'm just, I'm trying to go from the standpoint of. Your branch manager. Okay. You need to know who's going to write you a loan. Who's going to give you a loan. Okay, so with your the bank that you're asking about, Ashley, right? The person, 
So you just want to develop that relationship because I really think that if you start your business, once you start to get your funds in the bank, then start thinking about getting a line of credit. Okay. An example of that, that you need a line of credit is this. This is a true example. Let's say you need an attorney really fast. Okay. Your attorney comes to you and says, okay, that'll be a $5,000 retainer. Right. Oh, I remember this story because then Lindsay called me. I was living in D.C. And Lindsay was like, they say you got $5,000. I was like, this, what? (laughs) You're living in D.C. Yeah, I was living in D.C. at the time. And you called me up and... I don't think so. I don't know what you're talking about. That must... Hey, who knows? I don't know. (laughs) What situation was this? But anyway, my point... At lunchtime, we we talk about what legal situation this was. (laughs) My point is this. I'm a dang good sister. That's the point. Oh, I'll tell you that over lunch what that was, I think. But anyway, this one is the attorney wanted 5000 Sometimes they want $10,000, whatever. My point is this. Do you have that automatically out of a new starting business to cover? Probably not. That's where your line of credit could kick in and you don't have to worry about it because, oh, cool. I got my line of credit. I can pull it out of that. Or some really big electrical expense comes up or HVAC comes up, whatever. You need to pull money from that. So your relationship is going to really make a difference with the bank. So really get to know them. And because you don't just want to walk in there like, who are you? Like they know when I walk in the door, I know who the tellers are. They, hey, Lindsay, they know me a first name basis. And I've stayed with the same bank for over 10 years. Oh, that's smart. Stop switching around like you do with credit cards, trying to get the airline points. This is different. Okay. No, develop a relationship and they can, things will go a lot faster and stuff like that. So just keep that in mind. And then the last one is a really good bookkeeper. Now, I have been told and I have taken this piece of advice to have both a bookkeeper and a CPA because they cross check one another. And so you're not having like just one person, I hate to say it, but like make a mistake and then the whole, like it's always there. So the CPA can catch something that the bookkeeper didn't do. I mean, they're humans too, the bookkeeper. And this is why I know that this is a good thing to have because I've always had them catch stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? I've always said, hey, this isn't going in the right spot here that you need to move around. So my CPA has always caught stuff on the bookkeeper. My bookkeeper has always had a question about something else. So yeah, so for me, based on that, I've experienced that every single year. Really have a really great relationship with your bookkeeper too. As you grow, your bookkeeping needs are going to change. So you'll usually have a bookkeeper is a lower price point at the beginning. And then as your needs change, your price point is going to change for that. So an example of that, I think when I first started out, a bookkeeper would cost me like, I think I started out with like $120 a month. Okay. And then it went up to 150, then 250. Now I'm at $600. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And that's not included. And in, in, even people usually sometimes pay more than that. No. So yes, I pay about, well, I got a lot of accounts. I got a, you know, big business now. So it's the best thing ever. My reports are always on time. I have a team behind me. Everything is in a system. I have a spreadsheet that I have that with a certain specific system that I use that I know they input the 
information in and I know my profit margins like where I'm supposed to be compared to industry standards every month. I can't tell you how valuable that is. So it's like, hey, you need to really, you know, tighten up the funds this month for here or do this. So they really keep me in line. And to me, time is money. So by them doing that, it has freed up so much time. A lot of people try to do their own bookkeeping themselves. Oh, I know. Tell them how about I was doing the reports for you and I was like this. Oh, and then you were always like this. Oh, it was awful. Oh, you were just doing reports. So that wasn't even bookkeeping. They do all of that for me. Okay. So just an example, you were doing that for me, right? Because I said, I can't do this anymore. I didn't have the time. And even you just uploading the reports and you don't even own the business. It was time consuming for you. Yeah, because I have so many reports. I have so many flipping reports to get the data that you need to say, hey, is the business healthy or not this month? No, you know what? That's true. And you even caught mistakes that I was doing. Exactly. And so, and I was like, this is stressful. Like you need a professional. (laughs) (laughs) You really want me to do the reports. (laughs) I know. I'm like this. Actually, why are you pulling 19? I mean, yeah. Why are you pulling like 2009 reports? (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I really think that, please like try to get, that just frees up so much to your time. And that's what they do for a living. It takes a big load off your shoulders too. Yes. So anyway, bookkeeper and CPA cross check. And so those are my five key people. Let's start with that. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. I will not not talk about number seven to have a business coach. (laughs) I've already been asked. We got to cut this off. I will talk about that. I put this on pause. I go, this is getting overload. Overload. But that's because so I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you, Lindsay, for answering all of these questions today. But we'll talk about business coach on a future episode. Okay. (laughs) I am ready for lunch. But anyways, by the way, for people that don't know, so we do this podcast around lunchtime. Actually, has it time that way for some reason, because I know what you did. So what we do is we take turns with our lunch. So this week, Ashley brought lunch for us. And the next week, I'll provide lunch. So what you got for us for lunch? We're done with the podcast. And now we're eating. Ashley's on a keto kick. Oh, I'm on a keto kit. So it's a keto. It's so funny because by the time we do the 22nd thing, I'll be like this. So now I'm on a vegetarian diet. So today it'll be a different thing. I'm always switching it up. It's I get bored. Oh, no, this is actually fun. What I did this week is I put a bunch of chicken in the crock pot, just real basic with chicken broth, just to cook the chicken and make it like really shreddable. And then what I did is for a mix in the some of that chicken. So I can add that with all different meals. But today I brought the crock pot chicken and then I made these delicious cauliflower mashed potatoes. Seriously, they are so good. They taste just like real mashed potatoes. And so I mixed that all together and then I put in some broccoli in there to give it some, you know, vegetables. And then we've got a side kale salad with this orange infused olive oil and balsamic vinegar that I tossed together and, you know, you can put some salt and pepper together. So that is our lunch today. And I'm really excited about that. Oh, and then Lindsay put some, uh, one drop of a lime essential oil in our water. And that's actually really fun and refreshing. I'm really excited about that. I want to try that. That sounds good. Yes. And by the way, this is not an essential oil ad. This is just something fun that we do. Anyways, do we have a sponsor? (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Anyway, so this was all about business. The next podcast I am so excited about is going to be about sharing. I don't even know what it's about. What is it about? I do. What is the topic you have chosen for us to talk about? It is a sharing beauty information. I'm so excited about that. All right. It is so specific. It's called, we're going to do it for hyperpigmentation because summer's just ended. So a lot of women have hyperpigmentation issues and also treating your skin after the summer because, you know, a lot of people have been out. I can see your mustache from here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I have hyperpigmentation problems and Lindsay helps me out with them. So I get asked all the time, you know, what do you do? Anyway, so I want to talk about what are the best serums, when to do laser treatments, how you can treat that, how to get your skin back to that glowy, dewy look. So all things beauty. Anyways, thank you for listening. And it is a lunch time. See ya. Lunch time. Ta-ta.